24 hours a day, seven days a week. A new way of radio and the beginning of a new talent. Moncoradio.com, where music and minds meet. Completely damaged! Welcome everybody live to Damage Radio heard here live on MonkerRadio.com where music reminds me. Y'all already know me, I'm Marcy alongside Matt, the ultimate kiss fan porter. And Woo. that's right, we are not alone. The gang is back. Ferran Derry's in the house. Ferran, welcome back to Good Old Bluebell PA. Well, thank you for the welcome. I uh, had to figure out how to get back here. It had been so long. But you made it, man. You made it here. Well, that's debatable. So what's been going on, Fran? It's been a minute since I saw you. Uh, great to have you back here live. I'm so glad to see you in Porter. Well, oh, you want me on a different mic? Is that I what's going on? I think that's not working. That's not? Of course not. Okay. What? Why would anything work? What? Right, let's, Damage. let's give this one a try here. Technology, it's fantastic when it works. There you go. Now we're good. Ferran Derry, welcome back to Damage Radio, Bluebell PA. Great to see you, man. Okay, there we go. All right. That's uh now, now I can now I can hear things. Now we're uh, now we're doing all right here. Oh man, it's uh it it's it's been a time, that's for sure. Um I mean, if you're looking for the the, the usual vamp and banter like uh, from years past. Uh, things have changed a little bit, so I'm, I'm, I don't quite have the vim and vigor that I used to. Uh, doesn't mean I'm still not PO'd at a lot of things and a lot of people. Don't don't get that twisted by get that diamond button. Yeah, yeah. Right? but I, you know, I had to I had to show up here just before we went on the air just to make you brown yourself a little bit because right, right. I know that you were. Uh, yeah, Incessantly texting throughout the week. You sure you're going to be here? You're going to be here? You, you, can you absolutely confirm? Like yeah. maybe you've had a lot of people skip out, and you're maybe. not used to, you know, somebody who, while I am a complete basket case, and I'll 100% admit that I'm also reliable, <laughs> reliable to a fault. So yeah, there there was no need for the daily, and I think in one case twice a day texts of, are you sure you're going to make it? Are you? Wow, Calm the bleep down. Throwing me, throwing me under the bus, Ferrandari. It's like old times, man. It's like old. Oh man. Uh, well, look at the look, man. I love it. The glasses that you represent in the Monster Factory. Uh, yeah, I got that sweatshirt. I got, well, I I don't want to represent, and I hate to disappoint you, Porter, because I know I'm going to disappoint you, but I cannot reference that thing from the past. <laughs> I can't. That is a that is a page in history, a chapter in history that has gone, and frankly, the way that things have occurred over the course of the pandemic, I don't want to give those uh, rascals any publicity. I had a different word in mind that's a sound alike, and I didn't think I could say it. Not not, not even a letter, right? No, not even a letter. But what you can talk about is something huge going on tonight in Paulsboro, New Jersey. I knew you. you. You've been on fire. Uh, we got the Memorial Famous Monster Factory, uh, Turkey Slam 2021. The card is unbelievable. The talent's unbelievable. And uh, Danny Cage, as always, doing big things there. Yeah, tonight is Turkey Slam. It's the biggest event of the year for the Monster Factory. And it's also 
something that kind of brings some memories to my heart uh, as, well, it was four years ago at Turkey Slam 2017 was the last time that I was in the ring. I made a cameo appearance during the Turkey Slam Rumble. The singlet, right? Yep, the, the burgundy singlet. Yep. And uh, uh, that was when my head was at least somewhat right a few months after having the double hernia surgery. Mm. Uh, it was two years ago that I had rushed back to the factory to do commentary uh, literally like almost stepping off of the plane from vacation as I was on a family vacation with my mother uh, we were celebrating her retirement and it was a 10 day trip to Disney World that uh, frankly I mean I hadn't been there in over 20 years and so much had changed and it was just a, a memorable lifetime experience uh, only to one year later, a year ago, uh, Turkey Slam 2020, uh, I had to commentate that uh, days after, not days, hours, I should say, after giving the eulogy for my mother who passed, uh, as that was November 15th of last year that she had passed. So there is a roller coaster of emotions that comes with this event and it's something that is i mean it, yeah it, it's something that's just i was gonna say i'm trying to keep it together to as, I'm, yeah. as i'm talking about it here uh but it, it it definitely has a lot of meaning to me and it's always extremely eventful there you know you have the turkey slam rumble you've got the five on five elimination match uh that just just to name a few and uh, maybe we can go over that in more detail as we go along here as I uh, take a moment to compose myself. You know what I just want to say with that? Um, I'm thrilled to see you, Farron. Well, I'm thrilled you. to see you, RC. This last year and a half or so, as far as just Monaco Radio has been so odd. And we've been remote and pre-recorded and not here in the studio. And I think, obviously, as we are rolling through Thanksgiving... Seeing you guys in person, we've had a lot of history and a lot of fun. And I, you're a face that I really associate with some of the best parts of Completely Damaged. So I'm absolutely thrilled to see you, even though as you're Dare talking... you say a face for radio. Well, no, you know what? The funny <laughs> thing is that you're talking about something so heavy as the loss of your mom. And this time of year can be so hard for people because you look at the table and you, you know, look at a chair that's empty. And it, and it never goes away. And you know what? It, holidays make it even harder. And I know a lot of people can relate to that. So the fact that we can all three be in this room right now makes me thankful because you only get so many laps around the track. And I'm glad we can spend some laps in the track together. It's nice. And You're that's all I'm going to say about factory that. Track jacket on. You know what? what? It's because you look great, Farad. And, and the uh, it's funny how, you know, I mean, obviously today we're here. It's Rock and Stock Marathon. And we're asking people to donate money. And we're trying to help people that are hungry and this and that and the other. But it all comes back in the end to those relationships you have with people. And I mean, I, you know, I think, uh, you know, I, I'm looking out on the beautiful campus of Montgomery County Community College. It's a gorgeous day. I'm looking out into the lobby. I see Kooks having the best time ever. He can't believe his luck to be here. And you know what? It's all about the people that you know. And, like, this really means a lot to me that we can just be back here in the room together doing, talking about goofy stuff like wrestling. I mean, come on. There's, you know, that's all I'm going to say about that. And you know what the one good thing? I figured out where the hot key is. Nice. Now you well, hit, it's been you a year and a half. Yeah. I can understand why they it's not it. Oh, they moved it. Okay. Yeah. Well, you hit the nail on the button, Porter. Uh, you know, definitely thankful for uh, you, Ferran, and I knew... 
we couldn't have come back if it wasn't if you weren't here because we are the trio. As much as you, we make fun of each other and uh, you make fun of uh, me stepping on toes and all that. Without you, there's no damage. Without Porter, there's no damage. And you guys make me better. So thank you. Hey, and while we're talking about cool people, I'm going to give a shout out to Camilla and Candy and John, who absolutely rocked it this morning. Camilla's Kitchen, fantastic, despite some technical difficulties that she and I know about that we quickly fixed. We had Time Bomb Radio, who I'm going to rename his show Time Machine Radio. He plays all kind of old, old music, you know, like well, old because we're old. That's the problem. It comes out, when, you know, when now we're just old, but he plays the best music. It's like a time machine. And if anybody was listening this morning and heard Candy's Kiss Corner, her mother called in, Candy's mom. Her mother donated $500 to the Rock and Stock. And if you go to moncoradio.com, you can be that cool too. There's a link for an online donation. Thank you, Susan, because that changed the course of this entire program. Phenomenal. Can't beat that. Can't beat that. And then I'm going to come here and take it completely off course. So that's. uh... (laughs) But, uh, Ferran, you did do something really, really cool. in memory of your mother, uh, you did a, dona- had a donation thing all set up for you on your Twitch feed, right? Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't sure how much that was going to come up necessarily, but there, there were a couple of things that I'd done that were kind of correlated. One of them was with the Monster Factory, which will soon be on the Factory's YouTube page, so I can't nice. give too much away with it. But it was in a similar vein. Uh, this past Monday on the anniversary of my mom passing, uh, I decided to kind of... Uh, in my opinion, play the role more of Richard Dawson than Steve Harvey, but uh, I did a stream of uh, as host of Family Feud. I have a, a program that you know, it's just like the old game from the 70s and 80s, the same animations and everything else, and uh, I awarded my own money as prizes, but in donation form to the Lupus Foundation of America. My mom had lupus for a little over 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the complications of it were uh, what, what she had passed from. So, yeah, we took all precautions, so there was nothing COVID-related having to do with her passing. Thank goodness for that. But uh, between the viewers uh, adding their own donations as well, in about four hours, we got just a little over $500 uh, to be able to donate. And then between that and what had occurred with a couple of games at the Monster Factory... Uh, all told, we had raised six hundred and sixty-four dollars and sixty-three cents. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, the, the version I had done at the factory, we called it the Factory Feud, and okay. I have a feeling that it was popular enough. I just I went down for a night of, uh, at a night of training, and the the students didn't know what they were in for. But as kind of a preview for Turkey Slam tonight. You had various games that were Team Danny Cage versus Team Missy Sampson. Nice. And that's a nice segue back into the event tonight where control of the Monster Factory is on the line as uh, I'm not the only person who's changed over the course of uh, the last year and a half or so as uh, Danny, not sure what's been going on with him, but he's... uh, been a, a a bit of a Richard, I think, is the guess way I can say that and Uh-oh. get around. Uh oh, get around the censors here. And if not, then I won't be asked back. And uh, well, then you'll have to find somebody. Yeah, you know, Kooks will take over. Danny, you, you got my number, Danny. You got my number. No, I. I <laughs> well, I mean, and he'll admit that as well. But I, I think in a bit of a different direction. And uh, Missy Sampson's had enough of it, so. 
They uh, have put control of the factory on the line, and they have each their respective team of five. Uh, team Danny Cage's team will be Ricky Reyes, uh, all three members of the Golden Era, Goldie, Wet Brett Waters, and Sean Venor, as well as the notorious Mimi. And over on Team Missy's side, you have Davey Bly, Brian Morris, Clara Carreras, Homicide, that's right, 187, and Joker as well. Missy went deep in her pocket for yeah, this one. Yeah, uh, going, going deep to the well. Dude, going, you talk about people who you know, she, uh, she has brought a few in. And uh, apparently we've also brought in the call, so we'll uh, go ahead and let you transition into that here. And Let's do it. Thanks for calling Damage Radio. Who's on the line? This is Heidi Lee Morgan. How you guys doing? Heidi. Great to hear from you. Heidi, how's it going? Uh, you know what? It's really good. Today, uh, they're redoing my daughter's bedroom as a Christmas gift, so my house is topsy-turvy, you know, but other than that, I'm living life. <laughs> we were talking about, it's so far, It's so we were saying this, how great it is to be back here at Diamond Radio at MonkerRadio.com, and um talking about great guests you were a phenomenal guest and a phenomenal friend and uh we were talking about how you came up here Fran was here you were strangling my neck and uh it was always great times <laughs> having you up here <laughs> listen i have some very fond memories coming up and harassing you guys <laughs> and uh how about when we did uh d2 our uh yoga yeah ddp yoga that? at an ambler campus yeah. yeah that was a lot of fun too yeah so i i always it was always always a pleasure coming up and uh, strangling you, giving you a headlock, giving you a noogie to the head, always. I love it. Um, so <laughs> can you catch the fans up there with, with what's going on lately with you? Okay, so uh, so I do do personal appearances. I've done, um, I actually did for IC, I think it's IC, no, uh, I don't want to say the, the wrong name, but I did a guest referee back in September, and that was a bunch of fun. It was the first uh, women's title match, and I got to come out of retirement and actually step in the ring to do that and to partake. So that was a really co- cool and fun event. And I do, honestly, I just do periodically. I have a virtual signing coming up December 3rd. I've got one coming up um, in March. So, um, you know, if the fans... Want to see me? I have no problem, you know, making that effort going out to do these wonderful events. Um, and as you know, too, um, I am a trainer uh, and a functional practitioner, so I work with Planet Fitness and was just appointed to a point person on taking over a couple of their New Jersey locations on making sure that their trainers are following rules and regulations of Planet Fitness. You know, so I, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm I'm in a happy spot with my life right now. No complaints. That's awesome. So when, when you step foot in that square circle again, put that ref shirt on, what were the emotions going on in your mind? Oh, my gosh. So you know what? Uh, uh, Tito Santana was there. Anderson Arriba. was there. And um, I, I got to honestly say, uh, you, you get a rush of adrenaline. Uh, anytime they tell you you're getting ready to go on, on into the square circle, right? So anybody that is in the industry knows that. Anybody in the entertainment business knows that. Anybody in the fighting business knows that. That you literally, literally get this adrenaline boost. And with that adrenaline boost, um, it's, it, it's, it, it overrides you. So 
Um, I'm thinking, okay, I, I'm not really taking any bumps tonight, so that shouldn't be an issue. But just the overall, when they said you guys were up next and I was getting ready to go out to the ring first uh, as the referee and check out the ring and then do my job, um, you know, all these emotions came through me, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I didn't think I would feel these again, you know, because it's just... Uh, you never, those feelings never, ever go away, I guess, is um, a, a better way of phrasing it. But it was a really, it was a fun high, if that makes any sense. Oh, it does, I definitely. mean, it really, really, truly was. It was It was fun. I, there was a couple times I had to catch myself that I was not in the match, um, that I was refereeing. <laughs> and I literally did catch myself and... You know, the promotion watch, and they said, we caught you, you know, because you get used to interacting with the audience and uh, with those that are partaking, that you kind of, you know, you kind of almost forget where you're at, you know? Oh, definitely. <laughs> but it was, it, was a, it was a lot of fun. It was a, it was, the rush was awesome. The rush was absolutely awesome. That's me. So as radio as friendly as possible, um, being back in the business and um, going to see these promotions now, what are some positives and negatives that you, um, being in this business and a Hall of Famer in my eyes, um, like and don't like? Okay, so I think now, um, from talking to several young ladies that are in the industry, uh, that are still in the industry, I think our generation, all right, so in one respect, our generation um, we didn't have the overexposure that the ladies have now. Uh, we were fortunate to get the magazine coverage. Uh, we were fortunate to have that. So with that, that helped us to put a set price on what we wanted. Um, and then we, as the women, you know, in that generation, we stuck together on keeping that price like so we basically formed like a little union even though there wasn't a union on no 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 this is what you're going to pay us and we could get it um now on the flip side uh i will say that with vince mcmahon's daughter being involved now and when she got involved that's when the industry for wwe changed drastically because the women were just still divas and the women were just coloring the cards. Right, wrong, or indifferent, that's how it was. You weren't breaking that chain, no matter who you were married to, no matter who you were with. Uh, it took Vince McMahon's daughter to actually say, yo, this isn't right. Like, why are these women not being pushed, you know, like the guys are? So I think that's an actual attribute for the women right now. The problem is, is in order to get there. You understand? Yeah. So it, it, it takes anybody, any young lady, any guy that's in the industry. If you think you're going to wake up one, today and tomorrow you're working at WWE, you're sadly mistaken. You have to put your time in to work on your craftsmanship because it's a craft. It's, it's, a, it's an art, um, just like anything else is. So you have to develop that art. If you don't develop that art, you don't have anything to lay grounds to. So when you lay that art um, and you work your way up, like I started originally as a bodybuilder through exhibitions. I worked them for a whole I was with WWE for a whole year before they were WWE, going around, 
with, uh, that's when uh, Hulk Hogan and all them were on the cards. They were still there. It was 1986. I mean, 1985, gone into 1986. I was in Baltimore. I was in Pittsburgh. I was up in Boston. I was in, in, in um, uh, Philly at the Spectrum doing bodybuilding ex- exhibitions between the matches. And then finally, that that January of 86, they, they kept on asking, do you want to wrestle? Do you want to wrestle? And at that point, I kept on saying no, even though I'm a second-generation wrestler. I thought, you know what, they're only going to keep on asking. I already got my foot in the door doing this. Well, let me try it. And I said, sure, you know what, I'm already here. Why not? I kind of like this, you know, the, 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 the feeling that one gets being an entertainer because that's what it is. And I really enjoyed that uh, euphoria that you get. And I said, sure, why not? And um, I got to tell you, Carl. Uh, when I said yes, and they said, okay, you're going to more school, I didn't go back there until 90. <laughs> I, so I, I, I stepped out of doing the bodybuilding for them, and I came out and started wrestling. I went to a Moolah boot camp in June of uh, 20, I mean, of uh, 1985, I mean, 86, and um, uh, didn't go back to WWE until 92, 93. That's how long it took me to get back. So I was with WCW, AWA. These were all big uh, uh, industries back in our time. They don't have a lot of that anymore. I mean, you have a couple of side ones, but they'll never, ever master what, you know, WWE has done. Um, But, um, yeah, so I think that we had it a little easier as far as being able to put a price on what we wanted. But if you ask me, uh, because the girls now, like, in order to make any money, they literally would go to a show, get the crap beat out of them, and rely on picture sales. Well, you can't live on picture sales, you know, and that's not going to pay for your gas. And in 97, when I broke my back wrestling, uh, if my ex-husband, who I was married at the time, if he had not had insurance, I wouldn't have had coverage because it cost $20,000 to make $200 that night. Mm. So, you know, these girls are running from town to town, not even getting paid anything, relying on picture sales. And I just think that's crazy. But at the end result, when they do make it to WWE, they have better opportunities than what we did. Does that make any sense? It definitely does, yeah. Ron, can you see that? Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Now, you know, um, can you tell us a little bit about like we hear you say Moolah's boot camp, but we have I have I'm not, I have no idea what you really mean by Moolah's boot camp. I know it's probably difficult as anything compared to these days. But can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah. So uh, did any did any of you guys see the uh, biography on Luna Vachon that was on? Um, oh shoot, I forget what what cable station it was on. But was that the A and A one or was that A and E? I think it is A&E, right? Yeah. Well, uh, the first weekend that that did come out, I, I did watch it. And they were trying to be very nice, not, you know, hurting people's feelings. But she was sexually assaulted by her stepdad and a couple of the wrestlers that he would bring home. And that, like, people don't understand how that makes a person snap, okay? She ate, slept, and breathed wrestling. She loved wrestling. 
So when I literally watched that biography and I watched how they tried to nicely tip a toe around because they don't want to offend anybody, I just, my heart broke because it's like how pathetic it is that this poor girl is dead and people still don't, like, you have to stand up and stop abuse, period. Okay, period. So when I got to Mullen's school, I was, in our generation, I was honestly the very last. When you talk to Judy Martin, Leilani Kai, Velvet McIntyre, uh, Susie Starr, Susan Green, when they ask you, like, who was the last of the last out of Mullen's school? I was the last one out of Mullen's school. Uh, that actually came out of Moore School with my son, uh, without any hang-ups, uh, per se, that most of the girls did have, because I was very fortunate where I don't know what it was, but I had a shield protected around me where that abuse did not happen to me. We understand that? Yeah. So from what I know of stories that were told, I don't know how true, but all these stories correlate and match um so there's got to be some type of strength there i didn't have that issue because honestly let somebody touch me the way they're not supposed to touch me and you're going to be dead i'm sorry I, I i'm not being nasty but you are not touching i am not getting paid uh back in those days 125 dollars to go wrestle for you to touch my butt to touch my boobs to do anything nasty like that i was a wrestler and I was not, I was not, you were not pimping me out. I was wrestling. And from some of the stories I heard from some of the women, I never experienced anything like that. But they also knew my dad was crazy. And my dad would come down there and, like, take the whole state out to get one person. So I don't know if Mula, real, like, I knew she knew that. And she knew that my mom and dad were very involved with my life, um, where a lot of the other women's families were not involved. So there was a lot of manipulation that went on there. But for me, I got my ass beat by the best women wrestlers to know how to protect myself for that industry. And I could hold my head up high. And Moolah never did that stuff with me. So for me, Moolah has a different, um, a different effect on my life. Does that make any sense? Like, I don't have those negatives. The only negative I had with Moolah was I did date her grandson for two months when I was down there. She thought she was going to use that against me and tell my dad. Well, I told my mom and dad everything. And that lesson came to me when Mula did say something to my dad. And my dad said to her, yeah, Heidi told us. Heidi told us that, you know, her and your grandson went out on a couple of dates. Oh, well, she's supposed to be here. And he says, and she is wrestling. But you know what? She's also entitled to a life. So did you say anything to your grandson? Maybe he shouldn't be trying to hit on your your, train, your your students there, right? Because I was young and naive. So when I, when I came home for the holiday that year for Thanksgiving, my dad and I sat down uh, and he says, listen, blah, 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 just like I'm talking to you guys right now. And I said, well, Dad, I already told you. He says, yes, absolutely you told me. He says, let me tell you something, uh, Feather, because he always called me Feather or Dirty Heidi or whatever, because I was always in a mud puddle and my hair always had a cute little feather to it. So he says, let me explain something to you. I told you I really didn't want you in this industry because there's some really screwed up people in it. He says, but there's some really good people. And 
All you have is your integrity coming in here. You are entitled to have your freedom just like anybody else does, but you have to own it and keep your head high. Secondly, don't let any MFR try to ever blackmail you, okay? So if you do something, you own it, and nobody will ever be able to have anything over you. And honestly, guys, that's how I lived my life. And when I came back, because uh, mom and dad brought me back down to finish up my contract because I had a six-month contract with her. Uh, my mom and dad told me that I was going to talk to Mole and tell her that that was it, that, you know, uh, right before, the two days before Christmas, I was, you know, mom and dad would be down, I would be packing up, and my contract obligation is up, and I am going home. And Mole says to me, well, I can't book you from New Jersey. I said, that's okay, I'm closer to the office anyhow. She says, oh, no, no, you don't understand, hon. You'll never work for the office unless you go through me. And I looked at her and said, no, Mola, what you don't understand, Lillian, is I will work for the office someday, and it will be on my own, it will be on my own talent. It will not be because I'm living with a wrestler. It will not be because I'm screwing a wrestler. And it will not be because I am with you. I will get there on my own merit. And it took me all that time, but I did. And... That's why a lot of the women in my generation have a lot of respect for me because I didn't sleep my way to the top. I didn't date people. I didn't uh, uh, shack up with people to, to, to rise to uh, the status I did. So if people want to say, oh, she was never given a chance. Oh, you know, why was she overlooked for champion? Listen, it's all good. I have a conscience. I got paid just as much money, if not more, actually more, not to be a champion. Uh, and to do what I needed to do and kept my integrity. And I think for that industry and any entertainment industry, it's the same thing in entertainment. You have to. Um, so when I say the last of Mexicans and Moolah Boot Camp, absolutely. But you had to have a big set of kahunas if you wanted to make it. When I was there that six months, she went through 12 girls. 12 girls came down, say, three or four days each and left and left. That's how bad it was. That's how bad. So it's not, you know, I'm not, I'm not lying. Um, and I can honestly, like I said, hold my head up high knowing I was the last out of her boot camp. And she, you know, I made something because of her boot camp. I would have never been Heidi Lee Morgan, a really good wrestler, a great wrestler, uh, had I not gone to her school. So if I had to do it all over again, I would because I got my ass beat by the best women. And that's how you learn, you know. And then even after I left her school, I worked with the best women on the, the circuits in the different territories. You know, Susan Green, Susie Starr, um, uh, uh, Sue Sexton, uh, Debbie Combs. Debbie Combs wiped the man up with me. I can't tell you how many times so I could learn. You know, I mean, these were incredible women that, you know, you don't have that. You know, so if any of these young ladies get an opportunity to work with, People from my generation, if they, they still take bumps, I know Leilani, Bambi, Peggy Lee Leather, Rusty the Fox Thomas, for crying out loud. Rusty was phenomenal, phenomenal. I mean, you have all these incredible people, and I just think that we had a little bit better to negotiate power, if that makes any sense at all. But I am very proud to say that I am the last of the Mohicans out of Camp Moolah. <laughs> well, Heidi... Thank you so much for calling in today. Um, we miss you, and we can't wait to get you back up here in the studio one day in the near future. And uh, we hope that you have a great day today. Thank you so much for what you did for us. 
Hey, absolutely, guys. You have an awesome day, and happy holidays to you all. And keep it completely damaged. Nice. Bam. <laughs> Love it, Heidi. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Peace out. Bye-bye. You can't beat that. Heidi Lee Morgan, guys. Another great guest up here and uh, another great friend. Uh, right now, we're here live for Rock and Stock 2021. We want to thank everyone who has donated so far to the Stock Up Pantry during this Rock and Stock campaign. Um, if you guys want to donate, go to www.mockerradio.com. Click that Donate button and uh, donate, guys. We appreciate it very much. we got another caller. Thanks for calling Damage Radio. Who's on the line? So did you really think that you'd get by doing a live show and Candy Burton doesn't call in? Hello, guys. Candy, what's going on? How's it going? Uh, not not bad. I'm uh, on cloud nine right now. did my show for the first time live in like a year and a half, so it was really, really cool. That's awesome. Congratulations. And I heard your mother called in as well? Yeah, she called in. Thanks to mom. Is she still listening? If she's still tuned in? Uh, she made a very generous donation uh, to the Rock and Stock Fund, five hundred dollars. How wow. about that? That's awesome. That's really cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I wanted to call in and say hello. I mean, it's the first time I've heard you live uh, in I don't know how long. Uh, it's great to hear Ferran back in the studio, Matt Porter, the Ultimate Kiss fan. Um, but I got to tell you, I know there's another uh, sort of non-famous. He likes to think he's bigger than Jesus. Uh, but Royal Money is tuned in, and I always like to call in to Damage Radio and needle him a little bit. So I hope he's listening. Uh, the next time I see you, Royal, I'm going to make the trip down to, pa- pa- I can't even say the word, New Jersey, to the Monster Factory. Uh, and I'm going to come in, and I'm going to steal your title, and I'm going to bring you down one of these days. You watch. Be ready. What else okay, is there to I, say? I, I hate to yep, say it, tell her, a tell her. bit. I'll, I'll, I'll be the one to deliver the bittersweet news. Uh, Royal, for the moment, is actually down in Georgia. Uh, he's currently, I mean, he's in, on good terms with the factory. Everything's good there. But he's uh, currently training over at QT Marshall's school, uh, the Nightmare Factory, which is kind of a, a, a branching out from the Monster Factory, as QT was one of the coaches at the factory for a while. The, Heck, my first day there, he gave me or, or he gave me a suplex. Uh, that, uh, that that's where <laughs> I talked about in the past. Uh, you know, first time taking bumps and uh, and I get suplexed by him. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, but Royal for the moment, he's doing things there. He's uh, working with some stuff with uh, All Elite Wrestling. Uh, so he's he's doing some good things down there. So at the moment, he is uh, currently out of the. Uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey area, and uh, that's for the foreseeable future. And you know who knows what the future holds. And Royal is oh, one of those know. ones that deserved a shot. You know he's been, you know, through you know what and back. And uh, you know he's great at the drums here. We've seen it live at MockerRadio.com, and uh, you know what he does in the ring. And I saw firsthand when I did that uh, tryout. So. Well, you know, wherever he's wrestling, whatever promotion he's working for, that's fine by me. But either way, I'm still going to hunt him down wherever he is because I still have a bone to pick with him. We got some unfinished business from when I was uh, live in the studio a couple years ago. It's uh, I- I'm not done yet, Royal. I hope you're listening and I hope you're ready. Well, Candy, <laughs> great to hear your voice as always. Thank you for calling in and uh, excellent show again this morning. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. And listen, enjoy the rest of your show. It, like I said, it's great to hear you live on uh, on the Monco Airwaves once again. Um, you know, really love what you do with Damaged. Uh, Fran, um, hang in there. Keep your head up high. We're all pulling for you. Well, thank you. I do appreciate that. You're Definitely. very welcome. All right, guys. I got to run, and right. I think 
I don't know. Royal's blowing up my phone right now. I think he might want to call in. I think he's a little upset. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, take thanks care. so much. You as well. So the line's been off the hook. Um, let's get into it, Fran. Turkey Slam 2021, finally. We got Ryan Mooney versus Twitch today. What are your thoughts on that match, first and foremost? Well, people don't want to no hear my thoughts. They voice. want to call in. Thanks for calling it Diamond Radio. What Who's I on think. the line? This is Royal Money. Royal Money. Woo. I, I, you had to get it in, man. You had it. I had to. I, had I to. love it. I hope, Candy's, I hope Candy's chunky butt is actually listening oh to this right now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm always getting attacked from all angles, which is just wild. Like, but you're still standing, like, though, man. You're still standing. You get what I'm saying? Like, all these Nerf bullets people shoot at me, bro. <laughs> I wish somebody would just shoot a real bullet sometimes. But they keep shooting these Nerf bullets, and they just keep bouncing off of me. But uh, how's everybody doing today? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do fine with that, and we'll make sure to not call Alec Baldwin. But that's a whole nother. Oh! oh that too? <laughs> too soon? Too soon? <laughs> Oh, man. I missed you. Causing trouble wherever I go. I love it. See, you still got it, Brian. You still got a little bit of it. It's coming out a little tiny bit throughout the hour. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's Royal. You know, I I love Royal. I'm I'm glad that you're calling in here. I miss you. I miss you too, bro. Yo, I'll I'll see you soon. Like, literally, like, uh, maybe around, like, the January time. You know what I mean? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't plan on wrestling at the factory anymore, but, like, I'm definitely gonna come check you out. You know what I mean? Like so. Uh, so you'll be back to visit. I got yeah. It, it, not no, not to have that back. sound the wrong way. It's just you know he's he's, he's got some you know he, he's royal business. money. He's got some greener pastures going on at right. the moment. Yeah, you know, and it's like I wanted all of my pastures to be green that I crossed. You know what I mean? But it's just like people didn't want me to fertilize and put the horse manure down on the grass. You know what I mean? They like it. They like it dirty and brown and stuff like that. You know? Well, you so. got you got some water now, so you're good. <laughs> well, how's everybody doing, man? Why nobody ever tell me when y'all going live, man? Why I got to hear from Candy because mm. she want to call in and talk trash to me? You know what I'm saying? Why you ain't tell me, Candy? We talk all the time, I bro. thought I told you I'm going live on Saturday. No. That's my fault, man. I, got, uh, I, I only know Mondays. Mm. He was too busy. Well, this is for a special uh, fundraiser. That, that's Definitely. The, uh, and I was too busy but, hitting for up constantly, supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> but you see how you... you you supposed to tell your, you know, what I mean, your friends. Well, listen, when you're here in January, there's an open spot here, right here, live in the studio. We need to get you back on. We got the drums. And we're gonna make it happen. I, I don't even feel like I'm in. Hey, Matt, are you inviting me, Matt? Yeah, see, I don't even have a mic today, Royal. But you're always I, I invited. Matt, I, Matt, I'm only coming to see you, Matt, because Cam <laughs> should have told me about today. Man. You know, what, Royal, you always have an, you always hard. have an invitation. We'll keep uh, RC can. Anchor from his uh, phone somewhere else. <laughs> Matt, I'm only going to reach out to you from now on, Matt. I'm not Woo! reaching out the camera no more. Thanks, Ron. You and Ferran, that's it. Why are the Nerf bullets hitting me, man? The Nerf, the nerf uh, things are actually hitting me, man. These hey, Nerf Matt, bullets. Take Ferran's mic, man. I mean, take not Ferran's, take Cam's mic. Take Cam's man, mic. So I'm, I'm actually mic. the completely damaged one from now on? Yeah, like, Literally. you didn't even tell me about today. Oh, Royal, I owe you one, man. I owe you one. I'm listening. And I'm falling asleep on the lady Heidi, you know what I mean? She told her whole life story, and I'm, like, falling asleep. And I'm like, yo, like, Cam, I'm, it just made me mad that Cam didn't tell me that this was live. 
But it's cool, though. See, that's, you know, here's the funny thing, right? If you've been tuned in, and obviously, other, if you listen to your best friend, Candy Burton, this morning, she did a show. This is the Rock and Stock Radio Marathon, where what we're doing is asking all of our listeners to go to MontcoRadio.com, click on the Donate Live button, which goes as little as a dollar you can put into a dollar, mm-hmm. and it all goes to the Stock Up Pantry, which means that there's kids walking around here that are hungry. They want, like, a granola bar. A dollar buys a granola bar, and that keeps some kid happy, and that's why we're live so we're having the best time ever it's a rare saturday that we get to be live and look with with your kind of star power if you share this out and tell all your fans that are out there that they should donate even a dollar man we'll be right over the top so uh you know it's good to hear from you Matt, it's good to hear from you, too. And the way you just explained that, bro, I'm going to go and donate. Because I've been in Atlanta enjoying myself partying. <laughs> and just like, so I'm really going to donate, right? Like, it's funny because I was just at Chick-fil-A, right? And I was talking to this guy, and he, like, he was, like, actually doing movies. And, like, he just started talking to me, and we was talking about world hunger. And we was talking about people dying that, like, you know what I mean? Like, he was like, can you imagine how it feels to just die off of hunger? And I'm like, yo, like, I cannot imagine. So, like, I'm going to donate today because I like the way you explained it to me. And, like, I'm mad that Cam didn't let me know so I could share. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'm done. Bye. I'm done. Like, 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 you know what I mean? Like, like the, the Bible says you got to do things in decency and in order. And me being Cam's friend, I'm like, dang, bro, you didn't tell me. I could have been posting it about it way before Saturday. You get what I'm saying? Like, so, Matt, I appreciate you. I'm going to go and donate right now. And, like... Cam, I'm upset with you, bro. And Candy. I really appreciate you donating because, I mean, really one of the things that the college has identified that there is a pretty staggering amount of what they call like food inequality, like people that that Mm -hmm. really like are are looking for that breakfast or looking for a quick snack. And I always say, if you're walking around campus and you've got to go to like a math test and you're hungry, man, that's a double whammy because I'm terrible in math and I'm usually always hungry. So it's just like it really, you know, the fact is, you know, that really to be able to like, I'd say we're over a thousand dollars already at the rock and stock campaign that's a lot of candy bars that's a lot of granola bars and it's all money all every penny goes to the stock up pantry so not just any kind of money royal money it, it's that's, working yeah. out my man yeah see see how you switch you see how you swing switch, switch that around in the royal money that's why, why i mess with you matt cam couldn't have did that Porter's almost as good at me in that regard. <laughs> no, no. For real. I'm smooth, but I'm not Ferran smooth. <laughs> I mean, 12 years in radio and five and a half years as the voice of the world-famous Monster Factory oh. able to do that. That's true. That's, right, that's true. as much of a shameless self-plug as you're going to get from me. <laughs> oh. but nah, I, lo- I, lo- I genuinely love all of y'all. I'm not going to take up too much of y'all time, you know what I mean? Because I know other people weren't calling, but like... I love all of y'all. I miss y'all. You know what I mean? I'll see y'all soon. And like, you know what I mean? Like, definitely when I come back, we'll definitely talk and catch up just on my journey being here, for, you know what I mean, for the couple of months I've been here so far. It's been a wild and like, in a, in a, like a wild ride, but it's just like, it's been like a blessing too. So we'll definitely catch up. Thanks, Royal. And I still love you. Yeah, man. yeah. I still love you, man. All right, love y'all too, man. I'll talk to y'all later. All right, I still got that Nerf bullet, but it's okay, man. Oh goodness! Well, I was gonna. I, hopefully, we'll bring him in. Uh, depending on the timing, maybe we'll shoot some family or factory feud while he's there. That'd See, be great. Uh, I mean, hey, he's from Georgia. That's Steve Harvey's uh, domain. That's uh, yeah. That is all about. Uh, it's all about the feud at that point. And the only difference is I don't uh, make the faces every time a particular word is said. That I'm. Yeah, you, you know the one. The the, the five letter. Uh, 
Yeah. The, we got you what you're talking about. Yeah, rhyming yeah. with, what was that one res- tag wrestler's name? Mike Enos? Is that the... Uh, <laughs> yep. Something like that. Yeah. That, I, that, yeah. Yeah, I don't make fate... Well... I make a different type of face at that, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> Damaged. I love Royal. You know, he, he tells it how it is, and uh, I know it's all, all love Royal. I know I'm just I'm completely damaged. But uh, like we were saying, Mooney versus Twitch tonight. What are your thoughts on that, Fran? Well, that is a rematch from our uh, from our most recent event just before Halloween, our uh, Mon- Monster Mash event, and uh, Twitch did get the victory in that. Which I mean, yeah. It's, no small potatoes. I mean, Ryan, uh, at least until recently with everything going on with Ring of Honor, uh, was uh, was part of there, still doing his thing, training and whatnot. So Mooney's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, taking on Twitch, who for life has had a chip on his shoulder. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see now that uh, now these two, you know, they've got a little more familiarity with one another. Uh, that will certainly be interesting as well. Look at the rest of the card here. The Arena Championship match. Of course, the Monster Factory Arena. That's a show that uh, goes up on YouTube at uh, Monster Factory Pro TV on YouTube. They've done 17 episodes thus far. Uh, Westfield Kelly, the champion. He'll be defending against probably his toughest challenge to date, Getty Cahoon. But it's going to be in a street fight, which is Getty's. That, that, that is his. Ask Danny Cage. You know? Yeah. Except from one last fight a few yep. years ago. Absolutely. Uh, you also have the Supersonic Championship match. Uh, these two have been at it for quite a while. Uh, you have Travis Jacobs against former champion Michelle. Uh, and, and between the issues with the division and Unstable, these are two who are very familiar with one another, and there's certainly a lot of bad blood. Uh, and then you've got the middleweight medallion on the line in a six-way eliminator match. Uh, you have the middleweight medallion champion Jafar defending against Hafiz, Marvelous, Daniel Alexander, Anthony Bennett, and Delirious. Yep. ROH, uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. That, that's, there's a little bit of a uh, little bit of ROH availability with the kind of pause that they have going on at the moment because yeah. everything is topsy turvy in 2020, 2021, and possibly into 2022 at this point. And then I did mention already the control of the world famous Monster Factory on the line, Team Missy against Team Danny. And uh, we have the MFPW Heavyweight Championship on the line in the Turkey Slam Rumble. Uh, this is part of what I was saying about uh, Danny Cage's behavior yes. as of late. Uh, he's spinning it as he wants to provide the champion a bit of a challenge. I think this is stacking the deck a little too much. Bobby Buffet is going to be entering the Rumble. His title is going to be on the line, but he is entering at number one. But everything that he's been through, Mr. Eat, Eat, Eat. You think you think he can beat these odds? Well, I mean, this is a very long buffet table that he'll have to go through if he wants to have that uh, that gold plate at the end still uh, still over his shoulder. We'll see how that'll go. There's going to be at least twenty competitors he'll have to go through. Uh, the exact number will be determined later. I'll be heading out of here and uh, heading down to the Monster Factory to try to get everything together. Uh, also of note, this is something that if you can't attend live, uh, I know that they're going to be recording it to put some extra production value on, so it will not be live streamed on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, so I believe that the MF Network is going to be the way to access that, and uh, that'll be something to check out. It's the biggest event of the year. It's understandable, kind of you know, want to get some eyes to it uh, in, in different ways. What's one match on this card that you're most looking forward to? 
<sighs> wow. Um, I mean, not that I'm a big fan of ultra violence in any sense, uh, but I know that Getty Cahoon and Westfield Kelly is very intriguing. That being said, I would have to say, just because the, the Rumble-style match is, was, and probably always will be my favorite type of match, just from the intrigue of who's going to be coming through the curtain next, you, know, you never know what to expect, you never know who to expect. Hell, I was in one of them a few years back, and, and I, I don't that, think that anybody look, expected that. That look that you gave... Uh, yeah, that, that that's look. still on my yep. uh, profile picture from the four mustache. years and yep. uh, probably at this point about 40 pounds ago. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, four exact- years and 40 pounds ago. <laughs> yes. Yeah. R4 for Ron Burgundy. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> yeah so, uh, in order to create a more perfect, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> We're all damaged. I was going to say, I don't. We're all damaged. I, I, the Gettysburg Address is not immediately coming to mind so i'm just kind of piecing it together it works but no i'll I'll, I'll definitely say the rumble it's my favorite and my least favorite it's my favorite to watch it is my least favorite as kind of the historian of the mfpw to track and and keep note of okay who eliminated who and how long and all those types of things right and I was going to say, you're grimacing just at the thought of it as I'm uh, as I'm looking over here. Yeah. But yeah, like that alone. Um, you know what? I want to go back in time, Fran, just for you. Today in wrestling history. Oh, you're tw- taking a page from I my am. book? I was going to say, I, I thought am. we were done with this. I bit. have to. 26 years ago, NWA presented Clash of the Champions from Jacksonville, Florida under the NWA banner. The one match that we saw, which was the main event, we saw Ric Flair defeat Butch Reed to earn an NWA World Tag Team Championship match for the Four Horsemen at Starcade. And this has been Today in Wrestling History. Oh, you're, you're really taking a page out do? of my book. How'd I do, friends? Un, Unflippin' believable. All right. Well, we're... we're I, I guess I've got to try to add to that here, and I'm going to do it a lot... Uh, Stone Cold Steve here, Austin. But apparently, yeah, we got, we got the door crashing behind us here as uh, Stone Cold Steve Kukler making his way <laughs> Stone in. Stone Cold Steve Kukler, wow. Wow, what an intro by Ferran Burgundy there. How have you been, Ferran? Uh, it, it's been interesting to, uh, for sure, but yes. Uh, well, there was a few different things here. We go back, uh, we'll go even further back Please in do. the Wayback Machine. To on this date in 1990, so we're going 31 years ago, where the NWA held its Clash of the Champions 13 Thanksgiving Thunder event, and that well, your main event featured Ric Flair defeating Butch Reed. You also had the NWA United States Tag Titles on the line, Rick and Scott Steiner beating Magnum Force 1 and 2. Yes. And you had the negative four-star match of Sid Vicious beating the Night Stalker. Yes. For those who remember the Night Stalker, a.k.a. Brian Clark, uh, right. Adam Bomb, etc., etc. Oh, gosh. You also had, from this date in 1993, you had Battle Bowl from uh, WCW. See, again, this is me just doing this live. and kind I of, love it. You know, we're, we're doing it live. Bleep it, as uh, Bill O'Reilly said. Nice. <laughs> yes, where Vader ended up winning the uh, the go. Battle Bowl Battle Royale, beating uh, 15 other individuals, and there were tag matches that set up leading into that. Oh, gosh. Uh, also, on this date, we are November 20... What, what day are 20th. we at this point? November 20th. 20th, okay. It, 
feel I, I don't even know where we're at in the in the the months years everything anymore. We can go back to five years ago, WWE Survivor Series 2016, where uh, well your main event in that was uh, a blink and you miss it main event that lasted 86 seconds. Goldberg pinning Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Wow. And then you had the Survivor Series matches that apparently very few people care about anymore. That's true. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Definitely. And that was history. Yeah, there, there's your there's your impromptu today in wrestling history. Usually I have the notes together, but uh, sometimes... You, know, you gotta hey, wing it. You know? Sometimes you gotta wing it, and nothing can go wrong when it's live. Nope, that's true. Oh. So before we go, Fran, can you name one person out of the 125 wrestlers that have been let go since 2020 that you were surprised about? One, oh wait, 125? Mm-hmm. Since tw- 2020. I thought it was 145. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I guess there were fewer. Well, I know they brought a couple, couple of them back. back. Yeah. I can <sighs> say mine was Bray I mean, Wyatt. Yeah, Bray Wyatt is certainly one. I mean, if you're limiting me to just one and not to piggyback, I'd say Braun Strowman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kuz, can you name one? Keith Lee. Keith, Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Keith Lee had superstar potential, and he had a lot of he had a lot of good. He had a lot of good potential for Definitely. him. Definitely. So, uh, guys, first of all, Ferran, great to have you back in Diamond Studio, man, and I uh, appreciate you coming up. Hopefully we can do this again sometime real, real soon. Yeah, time will uh, time will certainly tell, and yes, Porter. I've got the timekeeper at the bell. We're out of TV time. Coming up next, we have Hard and Heavy! So look, everybody that's out there, go to MacoRadio.com. There's an online donation button. You know, everything you listen to Monco Radio, if you're a listener like Royal said, he was inspired to donate. Candy's mom donated. Everybody that's tuned in right now, go to MacoRadio.com. Click on the live donation button. You can say it's because you love to get completely damaged. Coming up next, we actually have Hard and Heavy with Danny Kugler. He's joining us right now. But we're going to wrap it up because uh, we got to clean the studio in between shows. That's right. So hopefully, uh, Ethan, you scored a goal today. Sorry, Daddy couldn't be there. And uh, But sometimes you got to get completely damaged with my friend. So, uh, Ferran, thank you so much for being here as always. Matt, great seeing you. Kooks, good luck on your show next, man. And uh, remember, don't keep it nice and neat. Keep it completely damaged on MonkerRadio.com where music and minds meet.